0: We ready? You guys, you guys ready? It's announcement time. Okay. It's time for announcements. I say what's happening. You listen, write it down in your notes, your phones, whatever you take notes in. Let's get ready for announcements coming up soon. April 6th is our one more youth meeting. That's for sixth graders through 12th graders, teenagers of all sorts. Uh, They can come on in That evening, around 6.30, our camera guy is is crawling around. You you come in the shot. This is Kurt. Really? No? Oh, he's too shy. He he likes to be behind drums and glass panels. But anyway, one more youth. April 6th, 6.30, pizza, games, worship, message, Jesus, great time. Be there. April 8th. It's a Friday evening. We have our Easter VBS. That's for children ages three through 11. They'll be split off into different age groups. They'll get to have games and Bible studies, arts and crafts, snacks. I think everybody really enjoys the snack time. They always have cool snacks there. So that's April 8th, 6 to 8.30. You can sign up on the app. Uh, You can register to volunteer as well. We need lots of folks to help pull that off. So if you're able to, do that. April's a big month here. We have Easter coming up that month, and I can hardly wait. That Easter weekend's going to be huge, huge, guys. So make a note of this. April 15th at 7 p.m., we're bringing back our Good Friday concert. Uh, We're going to be singing some songs of worship together. So that will be April 15th, 7 p.m. here at the church. April 16th in the morning, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. at Bayahonda Beach, uh, we'll have our baptisms there. So that's gonna be a great time. The, the day before Easter baptisms, always great. The weather's beautiful. And, uh, hopefully the water's not too cold. Acoustic worship, baptisms, April 16th, 9 a.m. Be there. Uh, the Easter weekend services, we're adding one at 6.30 a.m. That is our indoor sunrise service. We'll have the sunrise on some of the big screens. Uh, there will be coffee. We'll be free of mosquitoes. And that's going to be a great time. That's at April 17th, 6.30 a.m. We should have some invites. We want you guys to invite folks to church here for Easter weekend. It's a great opportunity to invite folks back to church. Uh, If you're online, hey, share the announcements and the events too. Share it with folks. Invite them to the broadcast. But let's let's get inviting folks to church uh, this season. And with all that being said, let's get ready for church. Woo!
1: Welcome, everybody, uh, online. We love having you with us. We're getting ready to jump in here. I wanted to say good morning. Philippians 4 6 is where we'll be. Uh, and so uh, grab your Bibles, maybe get a fresh cup of coffee, get comfortable, get ready to join with us in worship as we praise God together today. And uh, so glad that you're here. We'll be here on the
0: other side. Woo! Smooth.
2: Good morning, everybody.
0: Good morning. Woo! It's catchy. It is it's catching fun. On. I yeah. will
2: give you that. It's, uh, Who would have thunk two months
0: ago? How high to low can you go?
2: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: it's still early. It's still early. Ah, it's okay. so we might
2: get higher next
0: service. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I could go higher, but then I hurt myself. So we're just we're not going to do that. We don't
2: need to hurt ourselves no. at
0: church. Not yet. Anyway.
2: No. Yeah. Hi guys. It's great to see you all. It's great to hear you all visiting and catching up. I'm going to tell you what we'll be attempting to do. In case you didn't know, we're going to start things off with communion. Chaplain Doug is going to lead us through that in just a moment. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. We had a lot of fun last night and at 8 a.m. And we're bringing back some of the new songs that we've been teaching you guys over the last month. So we're looking forward to that. After worship, Pastor Georgina will come up and lead any kids who'd like to join her through a Bible verse. We will dismiss them to Sunday school, and then we'll have our time in the Word with Pastor Steve. We are in Encourager Part 13 today. Before we begin any of that, let's pray. Holy Spirit, would you come? We you welcome your presence, Papa. Papa. Would you settle your peace on us? Wrap us up in it like a blanket, Papa. Papa, we thank you for all that you're doing in our hearts and our lives. And Papa, we ask that you open our hearts and our ears so that we're ready to receive what you have for us today. so that you can change us today, Papa. Papa, empower us to walk in your love, in your peace, in your joy, so that we can be people walking in your overlap. Help us to draw closer to you. And we join with the churches all around the world where your gospel is preached with this collect. Almighty God, grant that we, who justly deserve to be punished for our evil deeds, may by your grace and mercy be forgiven and restored. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Chaplain Doug.
3: On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it, saying, this is my body, take and eat in remembrance of me. In the same manner he took the cup was the last night of the Passover celebration The cups of plagues and sanctification had already been poured and celebrated. Jesus takes the third cup, which is the cup of redemption. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. Gathered with his friends that evening, Jesus gives us a lasting ordinance or remembrance, which we call communion or the Lord's table or the Lord's supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake of this meal, I want you to remember me. And as his friends gathered here today, we too can partake of this meal, the bread and the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. And we want to remember and give thanks. We want to remember all that Jesus has said and done and promised to do. We want to remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. We want to remember how he defeated death and rose again. And we want to remember with awe and thanksgiving that he's coming back for us soon. So here on the table are the elements of communion, the bread, the cup, the body and the blood of the Lord. The table is open to all who believe. So as we worship this morning and you feel led by the Spirit, please come, partake, remember, and give thanks. Amen?
0: Amen. Thank you, Chaplain Doug. We're going to enter now into our time of worship together, and I'd encourage us all to sing out and to lift our voices as we elevate Jesus in our midst. We'll see the words pop up on the screens. You guys are welcome to sit. Stand if you're able. There is a new name written down in glory.
4: Take it. a slave you sing Jesus died for me. We are partners with Him to bring His kingdom to the earth. There is no plan B. It's you. It's me. And nothing has changed from the garden. We're chosen. I am chosen. I'm forsaken. I am who you say.
2: I remember this tomorrow.
4: See you. Chosen. ...longer till we see you Just a little while longer till we know you We're not forsaken Just a little while longer (laughs) till we'll be together There is no plan B Just a little while longer till we see you Just a little while longer till we know you Just a little while longer till we'll be together Sing that with me just a little while Just a little while longer till we see you Just a little while longer till we know you Just a little while longer till we meet you Little while longer till we know New Heaven, new earth Just a little while longer uh-huh. till we'll be together. Just a little while longer till we see We know you. the end of the story.
0: You Lord, and we are so so thankful for this time of worship in your presence, God. You are so good to us, Lord. And Lord, as we're here in your presence, I'd ask that you'd be with us as we prepare to study your word. Anoint, God, the words that are spoken to us. Use those words, God, to stir up our hearts to you. And Holy Spirit, I'd ask that you'd be with those working with our children. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them, oh God. You are so good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in your holy name we pray. Amen. And amen. And Pastor Georgina, would you please come up and teach the children a Bible verse?
5: Hello, boys and girls. So excited to see you again. Alright, so today's amazing story comes to us from the book of Joshua. We're back into the Old Testament, and if you remember, last time we talked about Joshua, right? They were crossing the Jordan River. God caused a miracle to happen, and for the river to stop flowing so that God's people could cross onto the other side, To the promised land. So they are in the promised land. But there's a problem. There's people living in the land. And there's this big city called Jericho there. And the city is... guard. Yes, sir? They attack it. Very good. Yes, Cole. So the city is there, right? And it has big walls, tall, tall walls protecting the city. So they're like, well... It's okay. We gotta, we got a battle for the city. We gotta take it on, right? So Joshua sends two spies. Do you guys know what spies are? Spies are what secretly go and see where it is. Good job. Yeah, they get information, right? But they don't tell everyone I'm a spy, right? They just like try to blend in with everyone, right? So yeah. They blow That's cover. right. Excellent. So two spies, and then the spies go to this house of this woman named Rahab, right? And she hides them on her roof because guess what? The king of the city of Jericho is looking for them, right? He's heard they're there, and he's looking for them. And thank goodness she hides them, and they're about to leave yes that she believes thank you cole yes she has heard of what god has done and she wants to help the spies but before they leave she tells them please be kind to me like i've been kind to you and save me and my family and the spies say okay we will so she ties a rope like this see and it's red on her window so that when the Israelites come into the city, they will know that, oh, that's Rahab, our friend, and that's her family. We have to protect them, right? We got to get them out. So that's what's happening there. And then when the spies return to the camp, God gives Joshua a message. He says, this is what's going to happen, okay? He says, hi, yes, for six days, once." one time a day per day for six days they're gonna march around the city of jericho but they can't say anything yes well on the seventh day call on the seventh day it's very different they have to march around seven times right and then the priests are going to blow the trumpets and the people are going to shout and the walls are going to come down that's the instructions he gave them guess what joshua listened right and for six days, God's people marched around the city of Jericho, right? Just one time, they were very quiet. Nobody talked. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. And then on the seventh day, who remembers how many times they were supposed to march around? Seven. Very good. Seven. Yes. Seven times, right? And our Bible verse for today tells us that in Joshua six sixteen, that at the seventh time, when the priests had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. And guess what happened? The walls came tumbling down. And God's people could go into the city and capture it. And of course, they took care of Rahab, right? And Rahab, yes, Rahab and her family were became part of God's family. Guess what, guys? We can become part of God's family. Did you know that? Yes, when we trust Jesus, we become part of his family because God defeated, Jesus defeated death for us. Death and sin is taken care of. So cool. Awesome. Yay. All right, you guys ready to say the Bible verse with me? Okay, everybody nice and loud, okay? All right. Joshua 6.16.
4: Joshua 6.16. Good job.
5: And at the seventh time.
4: At the seventh seventh time.
5: When the priest
4: When the, the priest
5: had blown the trumpets
4: had blown the trumpets
5: Joshua said to the people
4: Joshua said to the, the people Shout! Shout!
5: For the Lord has given you the city For the Lord has given you the city Oh my goodness, that was amazing. Good job, guys.
1: The children are getting stickers because God is a rewarder. Of those who diligently seek him And while that's happening, can you guys help me sing happy birthday? There's some birthdays we need to sing happy birthday to. It is Kimberly's birthday. She's over there. It is Pastor Fran's birthday. He's wandering around somewhere. It's Kurt's birthday. He's on a camera somewhere. And it was Jude's birthday just recently too, right? So uh, here we go. We're going to sing happy birthday. You guys ready? Happy birthday to you.
4: Happy birthday to you.
1: Happy birthday, Kimberly, Pastor, Fran, Kurt, and Jude. Happy birthday to you.
5: Thank you. Thank you. Ava, can you give this to Miss?
1: Pastor Gordine is gonna pray for you. So here we go. It's okay, I'll give
5: it to her. Alright guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, awesome guys. So now we're gonna, we're going to bow down. Close our eyes and bow down, right? Bow our heads. And pray. Ready? Okay. Father in heaven, we are so thankful, Lord God, for the amazing love that you have for us, God. For how good you take care of us, Lord God. How you fight our battles, Father. I pray that the little ones will rejoice that they too can be part of your family, Lord. In Jesus' name.
4: Amen. Amen.
1: Have fun in children's church. Learn. (laughs) Welcome to the vineyard. I said that a little loud. Welcome. I, I scared myself almost. Welcome to those of you joining us online, happy to have you here today and uh, great to see everybody. If you're a first time guest or visitor, that code that just popped up there on the screen, that's for you. If you were to point your smart device at it with the camera on a link, a digital link would pop up and if you follow that link. It'll take you to our connect card, which will ask you for your name, your phone number, and your email address. We would love to have that information, but let me know. Let me let you know up front. If you do that, you will get a series of texts and emails over the next five or six weeks. So don't be surprised when those things start happening, okay? But they're good things. They just tell you about the church and maybe ask you a few questions, and it's all good. Uh, Also, we have a gift for every first-time guest It's back at guest services. If you didn't get one on the way in, please go by there when we're done and uh, pick up your gift. We love having you here, and we just want to thank you and honor you in that way. We are praying for our neighbors. We've been doing this for a long, long time. I ask you during the week to make a point of praying for your neighbors. Pray when you're driving in, when you're driving out, when you're walking around, and then corporately... We lift them to the Lord as well. So just take a quick moment here and think about some of your neighbors, kind of picture them or their houses or whatever. Let's go to the Lord. Papa, we pray for our neighbors. We ask God that you would move in their lives in mighty, mighty ways and that you would draw those who don't know you into relationship with you. Papa, help us to be good neighbors, to love our neighbors well. Bring renewal, revival, and breakthrough to this area that hundreds and thousands of people will come to know you as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Keep it up. makes a big difference. Speaking of neighbors and all those things, um, we said it in the announcements, but Easter is coming quickly. And uh, love celebrating. We love every weekend. We celebrate every weekend. But Easter is a big deal. Um, Not only for what it represents and all that's very important, but it's one of those occasions when people will respond to an invitation to church more than they will at any other time of the year. I want you always to be inviting, but Easter and Christmas, you'll get a lot more sort of okay. And I I think you'd be amazed at how many people that you know who you think don't want to go to church would love for someone to invite them to church on Easter. They're just waiting for it. And so this is our opportunity. So what we've done is we have these invite cards. This is one of the first things we're going to do. And on your way out, they're out there on a table in stacks of five. I mean, even big, I want everybody to invite five people, all right? And and they're both the same other than appearance, they have the same information on them, depending on which one you would like to hand out, and they're just simple, and they invite people to the Easter weekend services, um, we we have six that weekend, besides Good Friday concert and baptism Saturday, we'll have our Saturday night service, and then we're doing um, five, four, four on Sunday morning. Yeah. So five all the, I can't keep track of them all. There's a bunch. We'll do an indoor sunrise service early and we'll add that to the three that we normally do. So all that info is on here. Please, if you would grab some on the way out and pass them out to people, hand them around and get people encouraged to come as we celebrate. So Easter's one of the, the other thing that I think might happen is that when COVID happened, a lot of people kind of got out of the habit of coming to church. And they haven't got back in the habit yet. And we, if we, I'm very confident that once you come back once, you're like, oh, okay. Now I remember why I used to go all the time. And so uh, it, it'll be another great opportunity. These is people we haven't seen for a while. And we have a really nice gift for everybody. Everybody, you guys too, not just first time. Really, you're going to like it. So uh, it, it'll be here. So invite people to Easter. Let's get them in the door. And then we can tell them all about Jesus because that's what it's all about. The whole thing will be pointing at Jesus and we'll make sure there's opportunities for people to follow and know and come into relationship with him. So we're going to continue on in this series we're doing called Encourager. just got a few more uh, parts in this series. Uh, ministry of Encouragement, what we're called to Holy Spirit's an encourager. The word comforter means paraclete, it describes Holy Spirit, it means to come alongside and, and comfort or encourage and um, it's the ministry that he wants us to have as well. We're to encourage, to put courage into people, to love God, and to follow God. And so we spent the first 10 weeks hanging out in Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. And part of that is I also want you to get used to kind of hanging out in a passage of Scripture. Just just don't you know, rush through it. Take your time. Let Holy Spirit open it up for you. And we explored that passage together. That was cool. And then um, a couple of weeks ago, we shifted gears. I introduced you to Barnabas, son of encouragement. And um, we talked about how the Bible talks about him being, you know, uh, a good guy full of uh, faith and Holy Spirit. And then we moved into Philippians 4, 4 through 8, which I think are very practical ways for us to be encouraged so that we can encourage others. It's really Paul talking about practical ways to apply the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, which is something else we've been talking about. And so we're hanging out in Philippians 4, 4 through 8 together. We're going to be in verse 6 today. Uh, Do not be anxious about anything, which is a great... I say it about every time I'm up here doing it. It's one of my favorites, um, but it's really a powerful, powerful verse, and we'll be in there today. Let's get the bad jokes out of the way. Well, when I was a kid, you could go to the store with a dollar bill... You could come home with four comics, three candy bars, two packs of trading cards, a bag of chips, and a cold drink. Now, there's cameras everywhere. They were all kids once, you know what I mean? Somebody mailed me this one, so I said I'd use it. I had a fear of speed bumps, but I'm slowly getting over it. I know, I know. Alright, so I've had three to choose from and they've all bombed, so I'm gonna go with the other one I haven't used as the last joke. I finally got around to watching that documentary on clocks. It was about time. (laughs) Alice, my love. Pray for us, pray for me. Leave us in the reading of the word,
6: please. That's that's tough. Thank you i don't want to knock that down i always feel like i'm gonna thank you yes angie and i came to an agreement that you should stop after that first joke on a high when everybody's laughing
1: we'll talk about starting high and ending low oh in a you bit, are very good
6: very good that's in the message okay hey let's let's press into papa shall we before we read the word Just a little while longer, Lord, till we see you face to face. Right now, we see through that glass dimly, but just a little while longer. We long for that, Papa. We have heard of your fame, and we stand in awe of your deeds, and we ask that you do it again in our time and in our day. Let our lives be filled with your wonder, In your praise, in Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? The text today is out of the book of Ephesians. This is chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. And just let these verses wash over you today. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Can be seated. Good job. Ah.
1: Worship was fun, wasn't it? Just a little while longer till we see you. Just a little while longer till we know you. Mm. That's going to be in my head, which is a good thing. I will press on. I can't get as high as you do there, so. I will press on. Doesn't sound right. (laughs) It loses something, you know what I mean? So we're hanging out in Philippians 4, 4 through 8. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition. And my hope is that you'll just hang in there and and you'll just ask Holy Spirit to open that up for you and lead you into you know other passages of Scripture that tie it all together because it's so powerful. And, and again, as I said, it's, it's like Paul is writing to us a lot about how practically Holy Spirit develops fruit, the fruit of the Spirit in us. And we've been talking about how important that is. And in fact, the very next series starting in May, Pastor Doug and I are going to do a series all on the fruit of the Spirit. Because it's so important. Uh, and so we've talked about uh, joy and then we talked about gentleness last week. And now we're, we're pressing into how we deal with uh, worry and anxiousness and how it leads to peace. And so big deal happening here and importance for us to, to get a hold of. Uh, in order to be encouraged so that we can encourage others, we don't need to be worried and filled with anxiousness. Don't be anxious, Paul says, about anything. But in every situation or in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Now, when you're reading Scripture and something like that happens, that verse where it just says, I mean, don't just kind of gloss over it. Don't be anxious or worried about anything. Now, if if you're like most people that I know, um, you do spend... Sometime worrying or being anxious. It's, it's one of those things. And yet Paul says we don't need to do that. So when you see that, you need to go, well, that's a pretty big statement, Paul. How does that look? What's going on? And he gives us how, what we're supposed to do instead and why it's possible. And I, and I love this whole thought uh, about what happened. So let me sort of try and give you a personal sort of deal with what it looks like. Um, So I don't like that feeling. I don't know if anybody does. Of sort of that anxiousness. And I I was thinking about it this week. And, And so, like, if I'm reading a book and I start to feel sort of anxious about what's going on, I will go read the end of the book. I skip to the end. And some of you are shocked. No, it's very helpful. And I read the ending. And if I like the ending... Okay, I'll read the rest of the book, and that feeling's gone. If I don't like the ending, that book's done. Life is hard enough. I don't need to read things that don't end well. I'll do the same thing if we're watching a show or a movie. If Alice and I sit down to watch, and I start to feel that way, like, oh, I don't like that feeling, I'll go for my phone, and Alice, every time, will go, you're Googling the end. And I'm like, yes, I am. And if it ends in a way that I like, okay, this is gonna be okay. If again, if it doesn't, I don't, I'm not gonna spend the time on it. Because I don't like that feeling. Well, there's something going on. I want you to tie in with what Paul is doing here. When he says, don't be anxious about anything, it's coming in, in Philippians chapter four, and you, you read in context, And if you jump back a chapter, which I hope you do, and you're reading Philippians chapter 3, Paul is is there talking about pressing onward, pressing on to that which Jesus has called him for. And he talks at least twice in Philippians 3 about um, resurrection bodies and what that means. And so he's pointing us in that direction. And why Paul is able to tell you not to be anxious about anything? Because he's saying you don't need to be anxious because you already know the end of the story. And our story ends well. Now, amen, now we talk about the end of the story here a lot because for a long time the church got off track with what the end of the story was, and they stopped reading revelation twenty one twenty two for whatever reason, which says, and please, I, I ask you to continue to read those verses of what 's happening that what happens is that at point, some point heaven opens New Jerusalem comes down out of heaven, and goes where earth, and the earth is renewed and restored. And we get new physical bodies. That's the whole idea of resurrection. You get those new physical bodies to dwell here with God. See, God's heart has always been to have a planet where we would meet together. That's what he did back in creation. That was the whole idea. We blew that up. We messed that up over and over again, that whole idea. But God never gave up on it. And God will not let the enemy have the planet. He's like, no. So it's not that at the end the planet's destroyed and we float off. That's not what happens. At the end of what we sort of know is that heaven comes to earth and we're back to what was supposed to be going along, and we walk with God, we partner with Him, we live with incorruptible bodies, and we hang out with Him forever. Part of the story. God has always wanted to partner with people to make a difference and have life on this planet. It's just been the heart of God. And so we know the end of the story. And so that changes everything. And we need to be aware of how significant that is. That's why I'm always telling you, you've got to read this book. The Bible, it's you have to read it like a story, a true story, but you have to read it and you have to allow the inspired writers to take you where they're taking you on the story. And don't get so fixed on our sort of very modern viewpoint that we miss what was happening to the people that the book was being written to. It was written to people a couple of times. Now, it's written for us, but it wasn't. It was written to that time and place, and it makes sense when you read it through their eyes and their worldview, and it just begins to open up. So it's literature, and you're supposed to hang out with it. The Bible is never a one-and-done thing. And I, if you've never read it, we'll read it. Please read it through once. But it, then you just read it again, and you read it again, and you hang out in passages, and you, and you hang out in verses, and you hang out in chapters, and you see how it's tied together and, and what's going on. And, and I would tell you, I think it would be very possible to spend a lifetime just hanging out in one chapter of Scripture and never having it all figured out. Now, he wants you to know the whole thing and go in there, but, but it's that kind of deal. So you read it like a story, and it changes things. I, I would say that for the first at least 10 years of my Christian life, I read it more like a textbook or a rule book or a science book. And and I missed what was going on. I didn't see how it all connected in the glory of story. You know that God uses story to get our attention. How do we know? When Jesus came, how did he teach? Stories, parables. Why? Because you have to press in. You have to think about them. And you learn more when you do it. And so it's story for us. And it's... Divinely inspired literature, it's wisdom literature that opens up as you hang in it. And and sometimes when you're reading it, it, can be hard, but I want you to know there's some really cool things that are going on. There's themes that you need to be looking for, there's repeats that you need to be looking for. Um, two sort of most classical types of literature are tragedy and comedy. Tragedy and comedy. Uh, tragedy is, we get the word from uh, gravitas or gravity. It starts high and it ends low. Comedy, and don't, you know, unfortunately we, I say comedy and people think sitcoms. That's what we're talking about. Comedy is a type of literature. Uh, levitas, levity, levity. And, and that means it starts low and it ends high. In both of those types of literature, uh, regardless of where they start, there's a battle somewhere in the middle. In tragedy, that battle is lost and everything falls apart. In comedy, that battle is won and it ends up on a high note, usually at a wedding. I'm giving you some clues as to what the Bible is. So the Bible, in effect, is it's literature, it's comedy. Don't think, oh, it's a see, It's not. But it starts low because, what do I mean by that? The earth is formless and void. And in there's a great big battle at the end that Jesus wins. And what happens at the very end is there's a wedding supper, very cool, right? But in the midst of this, and so you have to know this arc is happening. This it's heading that way. This arc is moving upward all the time because of what it is. There are tragedies that take place. They're there for contrast. Like what? Well, like there's lots of them that when you start to see them, like Adam. Adam was born high, has a battle, loses. Doesn't end well. All his relationships fall apart. It's not a good situation. For contrast, Jesus is born lowly. How do I know? Think about the detail at which we understand his entrance into the world in a manger, in a, with the animals, We're not, not in a big, you know, he comes in lowly. He's got a battle, he wins. He's going to end up at, at a wedding supper, right? I mean, it's so cool. But look for those things as you're reading. Look for repeats in the stories. Because God wants you to get what's happening. His whole heart has always been to partner with us to make a difference. He just is looking for faithful people. He start with Adam and Eve. And and he said, let's go. We're going to change everything. We're going to make the whole planet like Eden. The planet was good, but not perfectly. We're going to go and do it. And they choose to go their own way, which is what people do. But God doesn't give up. About ten generations later, he sets the stage again with another couple, with Noah and his wife and Noah's kids and their wives. And he it's such a cool story when you see it, because he builds an ark, which is a type of Eden, right? It's filled with animals everything, and stuff that they need to live. Wow, it's a little floating Eden. And then, you know, when you read the creation story, you see that, that it was all water everywhere, and then it, dry land comes out. And in the flood story, it's kind of like the opposite and the waters come back and he resets and starts again and and Noah gets off the ark and he plants a vineyard It's a garden there's a garden oh look for garden stories they're everywhere so cool garden stories but within a short period of time he blows it too and things are going off again but God doesn't give up about 10 generations later it's Abraham and Sarah another couple and he's going to partner with them and and he just, let's make a difference And and then at that point in time he makes some covenants because we're so not good at keeping up our end uh, that eventually he'll take care of, and he's going to honor. But these stories go on and on and on. There's stories of siblings. Do you ever notice how much sibling rivalry there is in the Scripture? It's, it's fascinating, but it's very cool. There's reasons for all of it. Second-born sons. How often they rise to be the first-born position. It's, well, why is that there? Go look. It's pretty cool stuff. First Adam didn't do so good. Second Adam did. It's throughout the scripture, and you have to read it. Here's a very awesome thing, too, about reading the story and God's story. And because and, this doesn't happen very often. in When God invites you into a story, right? Jesus, I tell you, he invites you in the story. You get to choose how your story ends. If you choose to follow Jesus, you end up at a wedding supper. If you choose not to, it's tragic. But We get the choice. Sometimes people think, oh, God's like, God, how how amazing is God that he gives you the choice to choose the ending of your story? That's a God. That's a God of love. That's a magnificent God. Never forget that. That's what he does for us. And so when you read the story, you know that. And because we know the ending of the story, we can approach life completely differently. And it's a great and classic story that we have before us. So uh, let me pop into the verses because that was the intro. (laughs) I got three points. No worries. I love... So he says, don't be anxious about anything. I I put anything and everything up there because I think sometimes we'll go, well, anything doesn't really mean everything. It means anything. So Paul wants you to know, if you're getting worried or anxious about anything, he also means everything. That, That... when that's happening, and, and it does happen, when it's happening, we need to be aware of what's going on. And what I want to tell you is this, that, let, let me just, uh, if, if you ever worry about anything, would you just slip your hand in the air? Okay, good. So this is for you. Um, worry is, is a temptation that the enemy invites you into. And um, it's one of his best, because the amount of energy, emotional and, and imaginative energy that we waste on worry is phenomenal. Think about, over the course of your life, how much time you spent worrying about things that never happened. And really, because we have, God gives us holy imagination, we're really good at thinking about possible bad outcomes, and all sorts of things. And it's a complete time and life killer. And that's the enemy's statement of his mission, right? He's come to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and it seems like, well, that, but it's one of his favorite things. How he gets so many people trapped is just with worry and anxiety. Cause it takes you out of the game. When you're consumed with worry and anxiousness, you are not encouraging others. You're, you're just kind of lost there trying to fight your way out of it. And and yet, there's a way out that God provided. See, God always provides a way out. So when you understand that 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 move into worry or anxiousness is a temptation, here's what you need to know. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can do it God always provides a way out when you're being tempted I love that about God and we need to know that's happening and we know that this this worry and anxiousness isn't coming from God because worry and anxiousness is rooted in fear and fear doesn't come from God 2 Timothy 1, seven, go look it up God has not given us a spirit of fear but power, love and a sound mind so the enemy will hit us with things and we'll be sort of invited into going into this temptation where he can steal precious life away f- from us But God provides a way out. And what's the way out of worry and anxiousness? Prayer and petition with thanksgiving. There's no doubting how you get out. It's how you get out. Is You you change. You take... Instead of wasting all of that energy with worry, just... Listen, here's what's cool. You just need to harness a, a, a fraction of that time you're wasting and turn it into prayer and everything changes. Not only is is God more than able to change situations but what he normally does at least in my case is that he changes me. And all of a sudden I'm aware again of the end of the story and his love for me and that he's with me and that he's got me and I can trust him. So worry and anxiety uh, uh, anxiousness is is basically is a is a just you're not trusting that God's got you and that he's for you. So we come to him and we start to change these things that we're worried about and we begin to lift them up to the Lord, which makes it, Lord, this is bothering me and I just, I want to bring it to you. In Paul in uh, Thessalonians, Paul says this, rejoice always, pray continually, good advice, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now some people read that verse. And they get stuck because they take that and they think that this bad circumstance is somehow God's will for you. Let me, let me say that's not what is happening here in the Scripture. And then, because people will say to me, well, isn't everything God's will? Mm. If it were, God wouldn't teach us to pray. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're praying for his will to be done. A lot of this mess that's going on isn't even close to his will. It's a result of the fall. It's the consequences of the mess that happened uh, in Genesis 3 and 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 you know as you look through what's going on and and so we get kind of caught up in that and we start thinking oh well, this must be God's will. uh uh-uh. uh this mess that's a result of the fall isn't God's will. But what His will for you is, is that no matter the circumstance, you remember that He's good and that He loves you and that you can trust Him and He's got you. That's what's happening here. That's how you, that's why He says, you know, rejoice and pray and know this in all circumstances that, that it's, it's not that you have to like the circumstance, but what you have to do is you have to realize that God is good and you can be thankful because you know the end of the story. And it's a great story for you. And it ends well. And you have to remember to keep God in the equation. Third point. See, when the problem, the biggest problem with worry and anxiety, one of the biggest problems is that it completely eliminates what God can do. We're not thinking about things that God can do. We're thinking in a very limited way about what we can do in a bad situation. And we might come up with one, two, maybe three possibilities, and if we don 't see any of them working out, it, we just get worse and worse. But I hope you 've realized by now that that God has a way of dealing with things that we never even thought of, that are way better than what we could have come up with and and that we have to know that he's God and that he's good and we keep him in the equation of our life. God, I'm in a mess right now and I don't know how it's going to work out and it's starting to get me down and I want to worry. But I know that you're God and that you're good and that you can do things I haven't even thought of. And here comes a scripture reading from this morning. I hope that that's, a, that's another passage i got to do a series on some point soon. <laughs> now to him who is able to do immeasurably... I don't know if i got enough syllables in there. Don't, don't gloss over words like that. He's able to do more than you can measure. I want you to think. Because we can measure pretty high nowadays. <laughs> more than you can measure, he's able to do. More than all we ask... Or imagine, I've talked about your holy imaginations already. Think about some of the stuff you can imagine. God is able to do more than that. How? According to his power, dunamis, Holy Spirit dwelling in us that is at work within us. He's already set us up to make this story go as best as it possibly can if we'll yield the Holy Spirit. The power is in, he lives in us already. We just need to get to that spot where we're trusting and yielding and we don't give way to the enemy's temptation to get caught up in worry and anxiousness. I, don't, I just don't want to give the enemy any more of my life. I, he's stolen so much. And he's hurt so many of my friends and so much of my family. and so he's. He, I don't want to give him another second. And so I pray, God, would you let me see the moment I start to move into worry, would you let me just go, oh, Philippians 4, 6, come on. Don't be anxious about anything but in everything. And remember that we know the end of the story. I tied it together, these thoughts, in, in one statement. It went out in the email I sent out yesterday. If you're not getting those emails, you should go and subscribe on the website, because this isn't in the notes. But think about it like this. This. So when you're starting to feel that anxiety, here's what you do. Don't be anxious or worried about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, keep God in the equation by presenting your requests to Him because He is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. Things will change, and you get that time back that you lost or are losing to worry and anxiousness, and He gives it back to you. You convert it into prayer and start using your mind for things that matter in the kingdom, and life changes. I'm out of time. Next week it leads to peace, which we're going to be all about next week. But uh, but that's good for today. Ministry team, those who are here want you head over to the wall. Listen, this entire thing starts by knowing Jesus. That's your way into the story. He's invite, he invites us all into his story. We respond to that invitation by believing in our hearts and confessing with our mouths, Jesus is Lord. And if you've never done that, I want you to do it today. Do it right now. It's, it's, it's how everything starts. It's just, Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? It's the best decision you will ever make in your life. Don't wait another moment. Jesus, Will you be my Lord and Savior? And that changes everything.
6: Amen. If you need ministry time for anything, prayer or healing or whatever difficulty you might have, go ahead over to the wall. We have people over there that will pray for you. And let's just pray together at the end, shall we? Papa, thank you for this day, for these words, for this teaching. Let us see in your word your repeated goodness, Father. And repeat those, those good things in our life as well, Lord. Just bless everyone here. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: I get a, I get a hunch, too, that someone, you've been labeled a worry wart. And it's like a curse on you. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I just break the power of that curse off of you. In the name of Jesus, that is not who you are. That's not who you are. He defines you, and that's not how he defines. He defines you as child, his child, his precious child. Uh, with with everything that he has available, is is for you, and and walk that out in your life. You are no longer. That is not your name. You're his child. Walk in that. Mm. God is good. God is good. Prayers over there if you need it. Thank you, church, for your amazing generosity. Uh, Thank you for partnering with us that we can make a difference locally and globally in the world. And it's all because of your faithfulness to giving, tithing, offering. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's sing doxology and uh, it will rain, children. (laughs) Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. Have a great day. We will get these doors open for you in just a second so you can go out that way. Have a great day. Catch some fish. Hope your team wins. Prayers over there. See you later. Bye. And thanks for watching online. God bless you guys. We'll be in verse 7 next week. Peace. Ah, the peace that passes understanding. I'm excited to talk about it, so get ready for that.
6: Yeah, peace is my favorite. Hey, Easter's coming, y'all. Invite people into your homes maybe to watch the service and yeah. have a nice breakfast brunch. I'm yes. not supposed to talk about food, but we can't help yes. it. Anyway, love y'all. Love you guys. Bye-bye. God
3: bless.